Hey everyone, I'm L. Jones, host of An Average Fan Podcast and the In-N-Out Hoops Podcast. You can find these shows currently streaming right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Number one rule, continue, and always remember to rate, like, and subscribe to get notifications on when new episodes are out. Now, everybody, the moment you've been waiting on. The show. This is An Average Fan Podcast with your host, L. Jones. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, L. Jones, back again with my guy, Jockey. We gonna be talking some NBA today. Jockey, how you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been good. You know, my math's doing good. It's starting off good. You know, I can't complain. I can't complain. Opening week of the NBA action, I... I can't really explain it. I can't, but we got some things to talk about today. So long story short, we're going to talk about the Lakers, how the first couple of games, it's got social media and they fans in midseason form already. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about LeBron and his minutes. We know the story with these coaches, so we're going to get into a little bit of that. Um, Boston, man. Boston, what can they? What's their ceiling for this year, man? Just seeing, uh, seeing this small sample size early on. Philly better without James Harden. Maybe they don't got no choice now. Ain't got no choice now. That that's why I love the NBA and Dame time. Starting off the season hot, but had a rough couple of games. So. There's some stuff to really kind of keep your eye out on. And then also, the Suns. They shining bright, man, but it's only one out of the three playing. I know. It's killing my fantasy team. (laughs) I can't. So, I can get into fantasy football, right? I can deal with that. You know, fantasy basketball, I really need to get into it because I've never really – Never really dabbled in it at all. So how is it? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like daily. Like I kind of set my lineup up for the week, but then like you know, as you know, you know these NBA players, uh, they don't play every day. And then when whenever their team plays, sometimes they'll rest or they'll sit. So then you might have to like, you know, get a different player and drop one. And then you only get so many. Depending on what league you got, you only get so many like, you know, droppings and signings per per week. It can be stressful, man. It can be like yesterday I got killed by Ben Simmons, Anthony <laughs> Davis, and Kuchovic. Now, Ben Simmons killing me was just not on my bingo card. Ben Simmons for most improved, y'all. <laughs> Which is crazy. But, uh, he's, he's, he's back to that 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists type of guy, you know, which is good for him. He's he's dangerous when he's like that. So we got to start it off. We got to hit the show right, y'all. Look, rate, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, keep the podcast growing. But as we get back to it, man, while everybody was sleeping in typical Clipper fashion, Jackie, they go off and they execute a trade while everybody sleep on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get ready for work. And the next day, here you go. You going to make a trade for James Harden after we just heard reports probably like two days ago that, hey, we ain't moving on from James. He going to stay put. Yeah. 
That's like a that's like the curse, man. Like every time you hear that, them jokers are moved instantly, like boom. <laughs> I think yeah. they do it for dramatic effect or something. It's possible you're gonna get more eyes, you know, all those sports shows and you no know, podcasts like ourselves, you know, we just start talking about it more. And it's like the drop those, I don't know, man. Maybe it's attention, maybe it's yeah, like you said, shock factor. I have no idea, but you know, I, I don't know how that's gonna work out for them. We've seen Russ and, and Harden on the same team before in Houston at a more productive <laughs> time of their career. Correct. And, you know what I'm saying, it, it didn't really work. They got a first-round exit, I think, or a second-round exit. And it was a second-round exit because they, they beat Chris Paul on the Thunder. Yeah. In and that, yep, that was in the bubble. Yep. <laughs> that was in the bubble, yeah, They ran yeah. up against them Lakers. And then they lost. You know, they got whipped. So it's like, okay. You know, but now they got Kawhi and PG, so it's a little bit different. But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. It's an arms way. It's an arms race out west. So the Seventy Sixers, they shipped off Harden. PJ Tucker went with them. So Daryl Moore, he like, hey, Harden, you take your boy with you. You know what I'm saying? We don't have no need for him. The Clippers, well, they got rid of Marcus Morris, Robert Covington. Nick Batum, and K.J. Martin. Now, that's just a player-wise. So, off the bat, letting go of Robert, Robert Covington is crazy. Yeah, it's tough. But they ain't really playing like that, which is weird to me. But they didn't really play him too much. I don't know why. This um, dynamic, hey, man, Clippers might be, re- like, they might be regular season good. Like, and I say that just because of P.J. Tucker's defensive value. What he provides, but he's got he's a bench player now. He's coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, he's definitely not starting. I mean, um, the seven sixes when we started him, like they had to, right? Like, if, if he started, I don't even know if he started. Like I can't remember. He played the four. Tobias, Tobias played the three. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so they they wouldn't have started him if they had somebody that was better than him, but. They didn't, but he, yeah, he's a solid player. You know, he'll give you five points and some impact plays, you know what I'm saying? So a couple rebounds, you know, but I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to move the needle so, much for, you know, for nobody. This trade is, this trade is so interesting to me because. It's weird, yeah. I think they. I just don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's kind of getting. It, it's like I know a lot of people will jump on it, and it's like, "Ooh, this is this is tantalizing right here," you know. But I don't really know how I feel about it. Like normally, a trade to get a certain reaction, and I know it's like it gets you hyped. But then when you're trying to like in your mind, like, so like, how does this work? Like, how's it gonna work out? Yeah, yeah like, so James is the mm. point. Russ the point. Nah, Russ coming off. Russ is the sixth man. They cannot share the floor. To, they can't close the game together, for sure. And James Harden's not going to come to the bench at the end of the game. Because even though he is not that reliable when it comes to those big moments in the playoffs and stuff, he's still – I'd rather have him on the floor when it comes to overall decision-making at the end of the game. Facts. Execution, Facts. I don't know what he's going to give me execution-wise, but decision-making, whereas Russ – you're going to get a lot of times bad <laughs> bad decision-making and bad execution. 
So I was like, all right, well. And that's the thing that won't change either. Like, exactly. I mean, exactly. It's just who he is. Yeah, it, he's one of those players. Like, I consider Russ like a great player, man, because of everything he could do. It's like he don't yeah, mind yeah. buying in, contrary to like what reports say. You know, like I could see him buying in, but dude, like I even when he went to the Clippers, he still executed. He tried to minimize his mistakes, but he still had those rust moments. Like you said, it's just like, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) He did it earlier this season, like game one, like got a chance to hit a game winner. And it's just like, you just airball that much. Like, yeah, like that. (laughs) And that's why they traded for James Harden. It was like, no, he got to go get his man because Kawhi, man. You know, I don't, I don't know. He's just he he has so much energy, so it's hard for him to like ball it up, you know. And he's he's a grown man, like he's 30, 30 plus. So you've been doing this since you was five, correct? And getting praise and money for it, so it's hard to scale it down. You know, you wish he was a better shooter, but at the end of the day, he'll get you that offensive rebound that you know, what I'm saying gives Kawhi a chance to hit that mid range, you know, say a shot that might send them. To the finals, so those are like the the pluses. But then at the same time, he might get that offensive rebound and shoot a fadeaway and then airball when two people was wide open. Mm-hmm. Correct, it, right? you know. So you, you just don't know. You just don't know what you're gonna get. You know. So one thing is one thing is consistent about Rust is uh just his dude plays like a lot of games and oh yeah he does. I think that kind of, I guess, it's hard to for fans like when we watching it. It's like, ugh, this is rough. Like, I wonder what it's like on that bench. Like, but he's always there. He's the kind of just dependable. So that's that's hopefully that is contagious and it spreads because, not to be funny, Paul George has Paul George has had some injuries, some bumps and bruises. Uh, We know Mm -hmm. James has. And we know Kawhi has. And this is all costing mm-hmm. them to miss time in the playoffs. And when you got four big names, no matter, like, their age, Ty Lue is going to have to earn his – like, he's going to earn his check this year putting everything together. Now, it could be a seamless fit or, man, it could be rough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go on the rough. You know, Ty Lue is a very good coach. Like I, I do like Ty Lue. I like his I like his brain. I like his matchups. Um, like I like his uh, rotations and everything. But like and I'm just thinking about like forget the starting lineup because Russ and James, just to appease egos, they might start together. Finishing line, but let's just say the, the finishing lineup is let's just let's just say for whatever reason they they're on the floor at the same time. So you got Russ at the point, James at the two, or actually James at the point, Russ at the two, Kawhi at the four, yep. Paul George at the three, Zubak at, at the five. Who's like, who has the ball? Because if Russ doesn't have the ball, he's going to be spot up. He's not very good at that. So that's not really what he wanted to do. That's kind of putting him back to what he did in the Lakers with like LeBron having the ball or whatever, and then Russ is sitting in the corner. He's right. not very good at that. No. But then again, if James Harden doesn't have the ball, he's a very gifted passer and playmaker. Mm-hmm. So now you're taking away what he does best. 
he's a decent catch-and-shooter, but he's not a very good catch-and-shooter as well. Even in Brooklyn, he ran the ball. He was the most effective when he had the ball in his hands. He was distributing. So it's just like, I'm not really worried about Kawhi and PG. Like, PG will do some goofy stuff and miss shots or whatever, but, like, everybody, you know, has bad games, bad moments. I'm not really worried about that or Zubac. But it's like, how do, how do Russ in? And I feel like trading, I don't know who would want Russ, but I feel like trading Russ is, like, the best, the best option. I feel like he would be better in Philly. Honestly, I feel like they could have sent him there. I feel like he would be better in Philly off the bench or something with like a Embiid or something like that. I just don't think that he can play with James. You know, I hope that proved me wrong though, because I want to see I want to see him win a ring. You know, I want to see him win a ring, but it's <laughs> there's a lot of teams in the West. <laughs> yeah, good. it it I just don't know. it is. It does a lot of teams out west and a lot of good teams like and the kind of. I guess like wrap this up, transitioning into other stuff. <laughs> like for me, I think it has to be like the OKC days in order for this to work. I think James Harden has to be your point and Russ has to be your two slash one, like you said. And PG and Kwai have to be your playmakers. Like, they have to be the two options in the clutch for me. Like, no, no, for everybody. Yeah, that's that's, that's the only way it could work. James doesn't want that pressure. For us, it's not good, you know, just at shooting and closing games. Because the thing with James is, <laughs> then and this is what makes them dangerous. Here we go with the on paper. The mm-hmm. thing with James is, if you collapse or try to double team a Kawhi or a PG. He will be willing to take a three. Like he loves the mm-hmm. three point shot. And the one nerdy thing I think I'm with, I can't wait to see is the pick and roll action. Who does James run the pick and roll with? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Like who is he? Who's gonna be? Because he's all I've always seen him run the pick and roll with the big. Now he might do Zubak, but Zubak ain't really athletic like yeah. the guys he's used to throwing lobs to. And Bede and, and Pamela. And, <laughs> <laughs> right. And Claxton or KD, you know, and, and, you know, in Brooklyn, like, he's not, you know. And uh, they finna suck. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my thing. They're gonna win games for sure, but I can't wait till the playoffs when they, let's say they match up with the Warriors. Oh, man, I would love to see that. Man, Steph. look, I'm not gonna, hey, I know Steph is cooking. But Jackie, I mean, I think they like healthy. I think they blow Golden. They they sweep Golden State. I don't. I don't. Think so, man. <laughs> Chris Paul, between the way Chris Paul is looking, if Clay and then Draymond, and I just like I don't know. It's just hard for me to count up. I've seen Steph. He's more confident than ever. No, he's going out there like I'm 35 plus every night, and you can't do anything about it. And I mean that. You know, and it's just like that's so true. But I just think. They like to me. I like Looney, but I think Zubak is the better, the better big man uh, in that series. And I just think if the Clippers go small ball, they small ball better than Golden State does. Cause you put PJ Tucker, who's gonna guard Draymond, and <laughs> Draymond already some night negates himself. Like that'll definitely cancel him out. Yeah, no, that's that's true. But That's true. Yeah, Clay, I mean, yeah, exactly. but like you said, like, hey, you hit it on the head. Like, 
Clay and Curry in the backcourt would do numbers because you're going to have to switch Paul George or Kawhi to guard them. Because you can't afford to have James and them back there getting cooked. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got Chris. So if you got Chris Paul and Clay, uh, the lineup is Chris Paul, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Warriors offense is way more potent. If they, if they do that small ball, I feel like it's way more potent than the, um, the Clippers offense. Man, I I, re- like, I really hope we get this matchup. I really hope we get this matchup. It'll be good. It'll be good. Because you got three people that have been known to throw up playoff bricks. PG, Russ, and James Harden. Those three people, where you know, they'll all go three for 17. So it's just like, okay. So unless Kawhi and his weak knees are going to drop 40 a game, (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, they said we got to move on because I'll keep talking about that. Oh man! Hey, that that is that is perfect. So let let's let's keep it in L.A. Then let's keep it in L.A. Hey, the the social media reactions to the Lakers' first couple of games have been crazy. I mean, <laughs> the the usual things, right? You go out, you get a Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent can't shoot a three, like. Their only credit has been like Christian Wood has been, he's really been good. Yeah, he's good. He's right. I knew he was gonna be good too in that role because it's very simple, and he's playing in LA. He's playing for his career pretty much, so he's gonna be on his best behavior. And Torian Prince, I love him, but mm-hmm. Darvin Ham is doing it again. He's doing it again. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like his coaching. I think he's – I think he has to, like – so, in my eyes, not saying that he's doing this, but this is how I look at it. He's kind of taking that Ty Lue approach, right? Former player, you know what I'm saying? How he's going to be highly respected because he, he's won a ring. But it's like the game be eating him up, man. Like, I hate AD at the five. I hate it. I hate AD, it. AD hates it. Like, AD hates like it, it's it's so it, it it's crazy to me, right? It's baffling, like to have played the game at that level sometimes, right? Even like the assistant coaches have all played like professional ball, and it's like, bro, we have to have a come to Jesus meeting about AD never playing the five again because game one against the Nuggets, it put it out there. You don't want to do it. Like, you're trying to force a player to do something that he doesn't want to do. He's not passionate about playing the five. And I feel like AD, his wingspan, his, like, just his defensive tenacity, I think he's a better help defender than he would be an all-ball, on-ball defender, you know, on somebody like a Jokic or like an MB, you know, being able to clean up and stuff like that. I think he'd be, he was his most effective at the four. So I just feel like whatever you got to do, I mean, I feel like it's right there in front of your face with having LeBron. I mean, Austin Reed's kind of sus now, so maybe you can't play him as much anymore. But having LeBron at the one, um, I don't know, D'Lo at the two, and you got Torian at the three to throw somebody out there, or Vanderbilt, you know, whenever he gets back. AD at the four, Christian Wood at the five. 
<laughs> and then you just figure it out from there. It, I, I don't really understand. It's so it, hard it, about that. It's, it's so, it's, it's like, it's, it's frustrating. Dog, like, it's frustrating because game one, like, the Nuggets, they put it on blast, like, AD AD cannot guard Jokic. Like we we gotta stop with that, right? <laughs> that has does not be a thing anymore. Everybody's talking about oh, AD came out in game one and he he didn't do anything. Dude was tired. You <laughs> and you're going up against this big Serbian dude who's just bodying you and he's like slithering off of you like like I said and I'm gonna dub it and I'm gonna keep saying it till it catch fire. The Tyson Fury of basketball, dude, go out here so unorthodox, and I mean he's just he's cooking AD, and what they shout out Frankie V, Frank Vogel, right? What Frank Vogel was able to do was say, "Hey, we got Javale, we got Dwight, we play them at the five and AD at the four. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're playing small ball, like when they run up against Golden State, and that's why they wax Golden State when they play them." Because AD is so freaking dominant. Like, Looney is decent, but Looney cannot do anything with AD. And it's just like, he's killing the paint because he's he's athletic. But then you put him up against a Jokic, and it's like, nah, dog. Like, we need you on Aaron Gordon or something. Like, you got it. That that has to be a Christian Wood thing. Like, the adjustments that freaking Darvin Ham makes are so, like, it's, it's just, it's not good. Dude, like, and D'Lo should never see the, like, D'Lo should be, like, the the dude who gets in the game when it's, like, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. I I, I don't care if he did dunk on somebody last night. D'Lo, like, he's just a liability out there, man. Uh, He's streaky, yeah. I say, like, you kind of know if it's D'Lo's night from the beginning of the game. If, If he starts off. Or he's not really the top person. It's like he shot 0 for 8 in the first <laughs> half, but he's going to finish, you know, 5 for 13 or whatever. Like he, he's he's not that he's not that type of player. If he start if he start off hot, if he keeps shooting, he's going to finish hot. If he starts off slow, he's going to finish slow. So I feel like as a coach, knowing your player, of course you want to instill confidence in them, but like you kind of just have to know, you know, okay, this is not your night. You know what I'm saying? And be able to just. I don't know. It's your job as a coach. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's your job as a coach. So, Jockey, like, mm-hmm. like to me, D'Lo has to be their sixth man. They have to get him to buy into that role. I, I just think mm-hmm. the Lakers, with the way this season is going to start, right, we talking about next week the NBA in-season tournament is starting. So the competition level is going to ramp up quite naturally. Yeah. You can't yeah. afford – to start your season, because we know they won't go two and ten to start the season, but you can't start your season. Mm-hmm. Let's just say twelve and maybe thirteen, right? You're yeah, playing well, like win true. one, lose one. Like you can't afford to do that. So I think now, why it's early? Hey, D'Lo, check this out. We gonna run LeBron and Austin Reeves at the point, the one and the two. Like, I need Bron to go to the two. I need Bron to play shooting guard right now, right? And put Torian Prince out there at the three, AD at the four, Christian Wood at the five. Just start it out like that. When you rotate out Christian Wood, 
you're going to bring in, you know, Jackson Hayes. Get some young legs in there. Mm-hmm. And then when you sub out Braun, then that's when you bring in D'Lo. Because you can rotate everything around. They got a versatile team. And I ain't even talked about Rui. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. So it's She's so much that they can do. Like, but hey, Let what do email. I know? Let right? Know. <laughs> Let him know. Send him an email. Send him a tweet. Like, hey, hey that is what you need to do. Have me hot. Have me hot. Like, <laughs> and then the LeBron in his minutes. Heard it. Oh, yeah, we're going to try to keep him under 28 minutes. Man, the next game, this Joker played 40 minutes. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't make this stuff this up. This is like, it's true. And this is like, they don't, I don't know. I don't like the way they stagger them. Because even like, it's off topic a little bit, but like watching the way Jason Kidd, you know, does like Luca, like he'll he'll use his minutes very, I mean, especially when Kyrie's there, like, but he'll stagger their minutes very well. You know, that's one thing I think he's kind of figured out over the years. But like, Darvin Ham will, like I seen like the other day, like, it was, it was, I think it was last night when they were playing the Magic, and LeBron was like, he started off slow, but he kind of, you know, he took it in the fourth quarter, right. and then it's like, it's like, I don't know, maybe he said he played from eleven minute mark to like the five minute mark, and it was like a one two point game, and he took LeBron out from like five minutes to three minutes in the fourth quarter, and then put him back in. And I was like, <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's just so crazy. Like, that's just weird strategy from like, it's just like, what does that really do for him? Like, okay, instead of him playing 36 minutes, he played 30. I get that. But like, I feel like at that point, you're literally, I feel like limiting minutes isn't supposed to be about the actual minutes. I feel like it's supposed to be more about like, how much are you playing? Like the output and like the, like how much energy are you exerting and at what times? You know, Correct. Like you want him in the game the whole fourth quarter, ideally. So if you can lighten the load in the first half to pick it up in the second half, but like they haven't figured that out yet, maybe because you know they're just not as good with him off the court. But I don't know. Like his minute rotation is just not smart. But that's what the Lakers. Yeah, I, I always say they shouldn't have fired Frank Vogel. I like Frank Vogel. I thought he was a really good coach. I think he did a really good job. Had him playing defense at a high level too. And I don't know, but you know, this is they bad. I got land it, but it's good for my maps. So please, Lakers, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. It's good for my team. Oh man, they just uh, I don't know, like this is enough for me in the West Coast right now. I, I'm gonna take it to the East mm-hmm. Coast now. Like, what what do you think about Boston? Small sample size, what we've seen. What's your impressions of Boston early on? Porzingis looking like they knew Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, for real though. Like Boston is very impressive. Like between Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday is just he's just chilling. You know, he kind of just he's still trying to like figure out his role, not do too much. You know, like be like that OG. But it's like he's the calmer. I like the way Marcus Smart. Yeah, you know. More calm than Marcus Smart for sure, and it's just like he he doesn't try to do too much. He doesn't try to dominate the ball. You know, he, he just gotta get hot. He, I feel like he his offense is streaky, especially because before like the Bucks, he wasn't really an offensive player. He was more like a he was well, he was definitely a defensive like stopper. Oh, for and sure. And then when he got to Bucks, he kind of like had to be that scorer that Giannis needed, and he molded a lot of that. But his offense is still real streaky, so. You know, he that's warming up, but like I just like the team. 
Jalen Brown, if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do their job to get their 25 a night, Porzingis gets, you know, 15 and 8. You know, Drew Holiday gets a couple steals, you know, hits, you know, makes 12 points. Derek White, I, I like that team, man. That's, they bench is still a little iffy, but, you know, they young. So now's the time to, you know, really exert all that energy and stuff. But that team is, that starter five is good. They, they they really they really are good and you know looking at it early just how they play it's now it's not so much about whether Tatum or Jalen gets the ball like in the clutch when you get into those playoff pressure situations now you got to deal with Porzingis and what I've liked what I've seen from Porzingis so far is the fact that he is playing defense he's blocking shots like he's mm-hmm. doing things that are kind of like Robert Williams was their enforcer, right? But we knew offensively he's not going to give you that much. Like, now you got a guy who, if he commits to playing defense, like, that want, like, all they they always talk about defense, you got to want to do it. So if he wants to play defense, he can play it at a high level, especially with the wings that he has. And now you're talking about offensively, he can drop 25 to 30. So he can score with your stars. Man. Ooh, for sure. If they put it together, yeah. like Joe Mazzula, if he's able to really get over the hump, because that's – I got these categories, right? Like, you can predict and tell certain teams, certain stars, players, like they're going to do this this season. They're going to make it to this point. For me, the unknown is always like the playoff with certain players, certain teams. Like, Boston is one of them. Like, we've seen them go. And I felt like the year that they played Golden State in the finals was their that was their moment. It's still early, but I feel like they missed a window. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, last year, I, so I I somewhat agree with you, but the only thing I say is, and if they would have lost the way they were looking like they were gonna lose last year, I say you're right. But the way they walked Miami down. And, like, the only reason they lost is because game seven, Tatum was hurt. I forgot what happened. But he just wasn't – he wasn't 100% or even 90% or whatever. I feel like that momentum that they gained back, they kind of went away thinking, like, okay, we BS that playoff series. But we was really close. Like, we – like, I think if they would have won that series, uh, well, I don't know if they would have beat the Nuggets because Jokic was going crazy. But they would have – they would definitely would have made it more of a series than – I agree. That was just that was just a business. So I, I think agree. this year, you know, if they, if they get it together, they I guess they depth is really bad to me. Maybe over the course of time, you know, they role players improve to be more than we anticipate. But true. Yeah, if, if they play at their best, if they play at their highest level, I think they can definitely I think they can get back to the finals. You know, the Bucks is gonna be their biggest, you know, competition, at least on paper. You know, there's other teams that might who knows what the Cavs do? Who knows what the Knicks do? Who knows what the, you know, the Heat do? You know what I mean? That, and that's going to be the crazy yeah. thing. Like, I think Boston and, and then the Mafia will probably destroy the Celtics if they lose to, like, Miami again in the postseason. Like, that yeah, would hurt yeah, a yeah. lot. That would, that would suck. <laughs> that would have hurt a lot. And, but, like you said, I'm – they got that potential, like they have a lot of potential. They it's there, like they they can be very dominant, right? Like a lot of they can be like the sons of the Eastern Conference, I guess you could say, in star power. Yeah. 
kind of like, yeah, that's, that's that's a good comparison. That's pretty much what they are. I feel like they're better than the Suns, but yeah, they're like the Suns. They're definitely the Suns. And they, they're, they're a good defensive team. Like, it's not like, oh, okay, yeah. you know, we got to ask for yeah. you every night. Like, they can hold you to under 100 points if they really need to. Like, they got Drew, they got Brown, they got Tatum. And their worst defender in their starter five is probably because who is who they starter five is is it Derek White start? Uh, I think Horf is yeah Horford. The Horford start. So you got Horford. It's either Porzingis. Horford or Porzingis. Yeah, that's your worst defender, Horford or Porzingis. That's that's pretty good. That, that <laughs> is like, pretty that's, good. That's pretty good. That's pretty and, good. That's your worst like defender. So, and that should be expected with Horford, like. But ain't nobody talking about. He kind of like LeBron, man. He he's up there. He's got thirteen plus yeah, seasons old. in, man. He's deep. He's knee deep in it. So, you know, yeah, he's trying to get a championship so he could retire. Like he he does. I'm sure maybe he wants one more big contract, man. But he's trying to like get that get that championship so he could like uh, let me chill now. You he know? he gonna have I to go. Boston. He gonna have to go to the West. He gonna have to go to the West. Cause <laughs> cause I'm gonna be honest, man. Like I don't I don't like the Nuggets. I don't like the Nuggets. Um, I like Jamal Murray. It's weird, right? I like Jamal Murray, and I respect Jokic, right? But mm-hmm. I'm not really a fan of their coach, and that's cool because dude could probably care less. But yeah. I'm going to say this about the Nuggets. Man, they look dominant, and they making it look yeah, easy. Yeah, I know that. Them boys killing, like, and their defense is really, like, their perimeter defense is really good. Good God. I know this, like, <laughs> like, and then you got Jokic, but it's like, your perimeter, they really, they really make, like, shots tough on you. Like, you're not going to come here and outscore us. And they have good home court advantage because apparently that altitude thing is real. Like, people go there and they shoot different. They breathe different. You know, so it's just like, like they, they, have, they have a chance to go on a special run. If they, 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 lock they, in. they do. They do. Like, they do. They do. Jokic is different. Man. He... Tyson Fury, man. Get that out of here. <laughs> so, from Boston to Philly, right? Because we talked about the James Harden side, right? The fit with the Clippers. But what can we expect to see out of Philly now? Playoff team, for sure. Playoff team still. Um, if MB can just stay in that mode, I think – I mean, it'll be fine. Like, honestly, I, I, I was never really a huge fan. I mean, on paper, I did like the idea of Harden playing with Embiid. And it, it was cool, but he wasn't even like that. He wasn't James Harden. That, like, Houston, like, if it was Houston, James Harden was playing with Embiid, I'm like, all right, that's, that's special. But it's like this post, you know, like, Nets, James Harden, like, okay. I kind of score, but I kind of don't. I just pass. I just pass. I right. So he made shots easier for Embiid, but I feel like Maxi can provide something very similar. Um, he 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 doesn't have the name that James Harden has, but he'll get the buckets because he he's fearless and he can shoot. You know, and he's a smart player. He makes good decisions. So I don't see why he can average. Let's just say twenty-five and five, which will be huge for them if Embiid can average. 27 and 10 in a couple blocks. You know, Tobias can get more shots. He averaged uh, 15 points. Right. I don't think they're going to win nothing. Necessarily, <laughs> unless, unless, unless MB get on his Jokic. 
because no one thought that the Nuggets were going to win anything, but then Jokic just kept dominating game after game after game. So no one can guard him beat, even Giannis. So it's like if he decides to every game be like, okay, I'm the best player on the court, better than everybody, you can't stop me. The sky's the limit for them, but it's all dependent on him. But I don't think that they – if they was a 3C last year, I see them being no worse than – they're at least a playoff team. I don't think they're going to play it. Like, I don't think they're going to – I think they're a playoff team still. I think they could be a high C. You know, it's just – it's all on Embiid anyway. Like, if, if Embiid wasn't playing and Harden was there, they would suck. So it's not like Harden's going to be that big of a difference. So Embiid's just got to step it up and be straight. Facts. Speaking of Embiid, speaking of Maxi, one thing we know about them boys, like you said, bucket getters, Joel Embiid already on the young season, 31 points a game. His mm. boy Maxi right behind him at 30 points a game. Mm. Yeah, like this is and this is a hot this might be a hot take, but I think him and Maxi, they games flow way better than Harden and Embiid. You'll definitely get some, like, you'll definitely get some people argue on argue you though argue you on that point. But exactly. I yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I I'm not gonna do that. Like I agree with you on that. Like just the way they play yeah, and with it. Nick Nurse, yeah. he flows. I think flows. they I think they're really gonna I think they really can do something special this year. Um. Um, like you, I'm not gonna say they. I think they could do something special, and that, and something special could be upsetting, maybe a Eastern Conference powerhouse in round two. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I can see them doing something like that to have everybody like, yeah. oh, oh wait, yeah, they they good, they're nice. <laughs> so they definitely nice. I think they could they could definitely do that. Like they could definitely, you know, they play they play together real well. I think they'd be a real good duo. Like. The way Max, he's just not stiff. Like, Harden will get with the ball, he'll stay right there. Max, he, he kind of moves like Curry, in a sense. Like, he'll give you the ball, he'll run around, go through a few screens, get the ball back, dish it off, cut down. Like, there's a lot more movement, so your eyes can't just stay still. And if you just focus on Embiid, Maxie's not he may not be efficient every night, but he's going to keep taking shots. And he's going to make them eventually. He's really good. Like, he is. He's really good. And on the young he's season. Really good, so. On the young season, mm -hmm. uh, so far, Tyrese Maxey. Like I said, it's early, but hey, he's shooting 50% from the field and 56% from the three-point line. Who knew? That's crazy. Who knew? Like I said, small I sample knew. size, but hey, who knew? Yeah. I kind of know. He's on my, I got him on my thing. I knew he was going to go crazy. Ooh. I mean, because he used to kill the Nets. I used to remember watching him like in preseason and like, well, oh, okay, Maxey, he's not going to do that. And then he'll score like 15 points in the first quarter. And I'm like, yo, this dude is this good? I'm like, okay. So Philly like, fans. Seen it coming. Listen, yeah, Philly fans. They got, <laughs> they got one. They got one. I think we – could we see a season for Maxi like we saw with De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox had like a, had like a little magical run. Mm -hmm. Now he's becoming like the one of the faces in the league, one of the young faces in the league. So hey, any anything's possible. So kind of to close it out, run through it right quick. We're gonna talk about concern. I'm gonna ask you, Jockey, how you feeling about this? Is you concerned or is you not concerned? All right. All right. 
that. Here we go. First one. Are you concerned or not concerned about the health of the Suns going forward this season? Oh, very concerned. Not even yet. That was that was my main concern. That's <laughs> <laughs> my main concern. Uh, that it doesn't help that one of them is only one of them is playing right now, and it's the it's the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the oldest one, you know. So it's like, uh, yeah, but you know, I'm definitely definitely concerned that that that's my second that that leads me to my second one all right concerned or not concerned you're concerned that kevin durant is playing at a high level early but the other two ain't playing with him i mean i'm not concerned I, if they can get on the floor i won't be concerned i mean the only one that concerns me is bradley bill because he's just i don't really know what he asked for team it's like I feel like in order for him to be effective, he has to be a very efficient shooter, and he's never really been known to be a super efficient shooter. He's just a volume shooter that can you know light you up. So it's like I, I don't really know if he's what they need. And then now that he's like hurt, he probably can't even trade him or anything. So yeah, I mean I'm definitely concerned. I mean right. and KD not really concerned, but Bradley. Like, especially because Eric Gordon's playing really good. Like, he could be Bradley Bill in a sense, what they have. So it's like, why do you really even need him? You really don't. True. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Concern or not concern? Should the league be concerned or not concerned about Wimby and Popovich making strides early on? Not concerned at all. <laughs> oh, wow. No, not, not concerned. The way that in the preseason, Wemby was looking like, maybe he'll, because they play tonight. Mm-hmm. So maybe tonight will be like, it's come out game. Like, oh, okay. Preseason, he was looking crazy. Since then, it's like, oh, okay. This, this guy is, he's going, maybe one day he's going to get it together. But right now, I don't know. He's not looking like, he's not standing out crazy. As far as like productivity, he's not like he's not getting crazy rebounds. How about the Thompson split? Like Sora Thompson and Amen Thompson, Chet, even Derek Lively. I feel like they've been more like just productive for their teams than Wemby has been. But there's a lot of expectations on Wemby, so that you know we'll see. But uh, maybe in a few years, they they might be real dangerous. But right now, I don't even think. I don't have any, like, coaches lose sleep over Wemby, like, game planning for him. I feel like, okay, let's just don't let him get to his spots, be physical with him. Um, and he's a rookie at the end of the day, so he's still figuring out, like, you know, so just, just play him hard. He'd be good. Still the Spurs at the end of the day. They're not good. <laughs> you know, they, they got some decent players. Like, they play with a lot of energy, but, like, they don't got no Kawhi. They don't, got no they don't have that star. They you know don't have that like, star. Well, yeah, Wemby's not him yet. Right now, he's just... He's not as good as Porzingis right now. He might not be as good as Porzingis was his rookie year. True. Because I remember Porzingis' rookie year, he was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? People was pissed. And then he came in the league, started hooping. like, oh, okay, he's he's good. He, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Wemby's not giving that same, that same feeling so far. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thank you all for listening to the pod thank you all for coming hey continue to rate like and subscribe 
Follow us on Instagram. It's been a pleasure. Jackie, you got anything to say? Um, I've been saying this since spring. My group chats and they laughing at me. But now I feel like I'm going to get the last laugh. Mavs 2023 champions. That's all I'm going to say. I've been saying it for a few months. And now we 3-0. It's looking good. Hopefully next time y'all hear me on this podcast, we'll have even more wins. You know, but that's, that's, that's my prediction. That's 2023 champs. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. (laughs) Remember who mouth it came out of. This has been an Average Fan Podcast. We out.